0: In a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. For years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective each and every time. I'm your host, Brooke Says. here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshook. Make sure to connect with us on the interwebs. You go to my Facebook page, tell me what you think. It's Brooke Talks Twitter email. Uh, You can go to the Facebook, I mean the um, website, brooktalksamerica.com, Brooke with an E. If you'd like to partner with the show and be a sponsor, let me know about that. And there is a donate button if you would like to help keep this conservative voice on the air. So from Hot Topics to History, you know the deal You can be sure if it's happening in America, I will be talking about it. You can listen to archived podcasts of this show on my website, brooktalksamerica.com. Also, I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every first and third Tuesday, my new schedule uh, morning at 5.30 a.m. Colonel Jim is on every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m., both on this station, Salem Media Group, on AM 860 The Answer, and my podcast is available on iHeartRadio, iHeart um, iTunes, Spotify, and Potomatic. Also I have an app which you can find in the Play Store. My latest article, not surprising, is Biden Voters Buyers Remorse Sets In. It's shocking, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> who didn't who didn't see this forecoming? Uh even though I'm personally devastated about my guy, President Trump, not being in the White House and this escaped hair sniffing kid touching dementia patient and his caretaker, Hunter's stepmother. Are there? There are some good things coming out of it, and I am not inclined to be a glass half full type, to be sure, but we have to look for opportunities where we can, right? And one of those is that Biden is so bad and he is. He's likely red-pilling millions of his own voters. So read the article on uh, brooktalksamerica.com or BTA Radio if you're lazy. Just kidding. Uh, Not kidding. But it will be up on tomorrow night, and as always, please share. So let's get to the jelly. My guest today is Molly Powell Ewing, who is a fifth-generation Floridian whose family is on the state of Florida list of original pioneers. She is anti-establishment, much like myself and Colonel Jim, a strict constitutionalist and member of of the trump republican party okay which is not the republican party of old obviously she's an advisor to defend florida regarding action alerts to get volunteers involved in the 2021 legislative session regarding two particular issues defending florida against the biden junta's executive orders and ensuring election integrity and exposing the lack thereof we have a lot to get into in both of these fronts so with that i'd like to welcome to the show molly thanks for coming on
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. So I just want to give a little background, you know, explain a little bit why you got involved with politics because you you know uh, you you've been involved with some really prominent organizations and um, this happened because of what happened with your business and I think it's emblematic of how many people do they're kind of going along with their lives doing their thing they don't really pay that much attention to politics before until they see directly how politicians affect their lives uh, and don't always have their best interests at heart so
2: how did that get started? So, when I had my business uh, and I think it was about two thousand and six, we started feeling overregulation in the construction industry in Florida and so, when that happened uh, and the taxes went up as well, we just weren't we weren't directly affected, but what happened was we weren't able to hire as many guys and so we took a lot of guys straight out of county jail uh, a couple came out of federal prison. Some came out of a state prison, and so that directly affected them. Our inability to bring on another person because of government overregulation and taxes, and so it finally hit my family directly uh, in 2009. And this was two years after my husband passed away. I was able to keep the business going. I was the license holder, but um, from 2007 to 2009. Um, I noticed a decline in business, and and by mid-2009, I could not make that phone ring. And so my direction turned to what made that happen. How did the economy crash? And it went straight to Tallahassee and to Washington, D.C., and that's really what activated me because I wasn't able to provide for my three kids, um, you know, who were three, five, and seven, Uh, when my husband died. And so when you do that to an American family Mm -hmm. and keep them from being able to provide for children, you you really declare war on that family. And so that's why I got activated and made it my life's passion and purpose to make sure this didn't happen to any other family.
1: Well, and the the obviously, as you mentioned, the industry that you were in was really directly affected by the housing crisis in two thousand and nine, so obviously you're, it, it it affected your family in terms of the general economy, but that particular industry for sure. So as I mentioned, you have worked for some really uh, prominent organizations. You got first involved with Uncle Sam's misguided children. What is that organization?
2: So they had a Facebook page and 600,000 followers. They're actually based in Sarasota, and I started doing a bunch of marketing and PR for them. And from that point, I think it was like uh, 2012, the end of 2012, they were offered $1.5 million for their Facebook page by the Koch brothers, Mm. and they didn't sell.
1: Wow, good for them. Yeah. And so you got involved with uh, Americans for Prosperity in 2014 doing what?
2: So I became a field director and joined a team in Florida. And so I had three or four counties that I oversaw. And basically we talked about economic issues at the door. So I had canvassers and volunteers. And most of what we talked about was Obamacare. Mm -hmm. So we were able to have these really great conversations with voters that we had data on that may have not participated in the previous presidential election or for some reason had been apathetic. And so we were specifically going to their houses and having that conversation with them. And we were able to um really influence people to articulate what it is their foundation was and why they had not been participating it was really really rewarding because a lot of these people have never been asked right how had obamacare affected them personally
1: well and another thing we heard from some people locally that they were they were so excited they said you know republicans have never come to our door never come to the door to door and ask us questions now we're very busy in this county for sure and and you know other counties throughout the Florida or uh, throughout the country. But that in and of itself, because the left gets paid, that's their job to do this for the average person. The average Republican is actually working uh, a real job, but the left is activists, So they can go door to door millions of times because they're getting paid to do it so it's really it's really important that people understand that we care about grassroots issues like that how does it affect your pocketbook? and at the end of the day that's really the most important thing i know that that was one of the uh motivating factors for people to wake up to politics after obama got elected and they rammed through that and then in 2016 there's an organization called stampede which is a great get out the vote 2016 and 18 right
2: Yeah, Stampede kind of flies under the radar, and they're able to deploy into battleground states. Um, The RNC actually brought Stampede into the state of Florida after realizing that uh, a lot of the doors that the Republican Party of Florida did not hit. Hmm. And so I was recruited to that team, and this is, you know, in the fall of, of 2016, and by the last Saturday, of the um, presidential election, my team hit 10,000 doors in one day. So uh, I spent literally 12 hours in the office training people to go and have these great conversations at the door. And it was just a result of the $20,000 in training I got from Americans for Prosperity and, and be able to, you know, volunteer management and teach and it was extremely rewarding because I was asking after the second day of training as these people came in because I realized they seemed new. And I would ask them, is this the first time you've ever participated in a campaign or in politics? And ninety percent of them their hands shot up. And mm. this is like thirty people per class three times a day. Yeah. So I realized what I was seeing here was a revolution. On on the DL, that people didn't realize what was happening, these people, most of them were under 50. You know, some of them were as young as 18. So I was greatly encouraged by seeing them come in. They were Trump supporters. And more than that, they were supporters of America and America first. They were patriots. They just hadn't got off the sidelines prior to that into the game. And Trump got them into the game.
1: Well, and definitely I, I call it BT and AT because he galvanized a lot of people for sure. Obviously, it was brewing with the Tea Party movement, Obama, you know, with the stuff that he he initiated. But Trump really has changed both the general populist electorate and also the Republican Party in a Great way, in my opinion. Very quickly, talk about Susan B. Anthony, because, again, this is, I want everybody to see that you have a foundation in some really uh, influential organizations in the conservative movement.
2: So I was recruited by SBA in January of 2018. Uh, We were going to work the governor's race, and they immediately flew me to D.C., and so I became a part of the team literally overnight. One of the things that I love about SBA is the culture is so wonderful. These people are, are just the most giving, honorable people you could ever be around. And for, and the, the donors, for those who
1: don't know, Susan B. Anthony is a, is a pro life organization. So it's, yeah, it's thank yes. You. Okay.
2: So um, one of the things that we saw in 2019 is the Susan B. Anthony list donors decided to really open up their pocketbooks and donated $54 million to wow. see Donald Trump reelected because he is the most pro-life president we've ever had. So that's what we did all through 2020, all through the state of Florida. We were national. We were in key battle state, uh, battleground states like Pennsylvania.
1: Hold that dot. We're coming up on a break. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Molly, and we will be right back after the break.
0: More Brooke Talks America, coming up. Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email. Info at com. Here's Brooke Says.
1: Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here on Salem Media Group, AM 860, The Answer, and I'm talking with Molly. And as she was mentioning that she worked with Susan B. Anthony and that they worked very hard to get uh, help president trump get elected and one of the crucial points and then we're going to get into defend florida that she mentioned 50 more 54 million dollars conservatives need to open their pocketbooks and donate to the causes that they believe in. We are up against Gates, Zuckerberg, which Molly's going to talk about in Florida. We are, we're not in the clear in Florida. We did great because we had election integrity, but there were issues in pockets, which she's going to get into. But you need to understand, if you want to preserve America, you're going to have to contribute to the cause and donate to your local recs, to campaigns, and to these organizations, actual conservative organizations, not... Rhinos like the Koch brothers. Anyways, um, so she's here today as an advisor to Defend Florida to discuss her work with them in defending our great state. As I mentioned, she is in charge of action alerts to get volunteers involved in the 2021 legislative session regarding two particular issues, and Molly is going to talk about them.
2: We saw the need to create Defend Florida out of the wake of the 2020 election results, Um, and we wanted to protect Florida by building a firewall. To keep Biden from being able to influence Florida and Floridians with executive orders, and so we took the exact text that Christy Nome had in her state. Um, we're making some changes to it to make sure that there's no loopholes, but that we would be immune, basically, from federal executive orders coming out of the White House. You know, Biden wants gun control. Florida is a very gun-friendly state, we do not want to see those uh, liberties rolled back in any way. And so it takes vigilance on our part. So that's one of the things that we're working on right now. And then the other um, is the fact that Mark Zuckerberg dropped into the state of Florida and donated money through his grant, Tech and Civic Life, uh, to county supervisors of elections under the guise of Uh, safe elections for COVID. So we're in the process of still doing public records requests. And the one we got back from Hillsborough County, he had donated $2.9 million to Craig Latimer, a Democrat in Hillsborough County. And that was very concerning when we found out. So it spurred us to go on to find out what kind of money did he spend in 11 other counties.
1: Well, and and I want to do a deeper dive into this because – so you mentioned the executive orders and and there had already come out a report and supposedly, you know, the the Biden junta – that's what we call it here, okay – pushed back against the idea that they were going to have quarantine for Florida, right? They – They're very angry that they lost Florida in 2018, first of all. So they they don't even know how they did that. They pushed everything against DeSantis, the gross race stuff that they did, which they always do. Democrats always go really gross. So So they're upset that they don't have Florida in the first place. So he won and they have both, you know, Rick Scott and Governor DeSantis. But they and they've been going after him after the election. But by saying that they're going to quarantine Florida is so ridiculous. And, and uh, Governor DeSantis pushed back. But this is very serious, what you mentioned, because it's not just that. It's anything that they want to do. They can do it from the top down federal level. If we have a if we have a situation where we have a natural disaster, they can try to withhold funds uh, if they have an executive order. I think what's going to happen now is that the states and you mentioned it with Christy Noam, the states are going to push back in a way that they really haven't done before. Don't you think?
2: It's long overdue. Yes. Long overdue.
1: That's what the Constitution says. And regarding um, regarding the Zuckerberg stuff, I think most people think, oh, Florida's good. You know, I mean, Trump won Florida, right? I, I don't – so we're happy about that. But also because of what happened in 2018 with that uh, supervisor down there or the – whoever she was, was so corrupt. The counting and everything. Brenda Knight. Yes. They think, well, she's gone, so everything is cleaned up. But that's not necessarily the case. And as you mentioned, in Hillsborough County with Craig Latimer, and that's why everybody needs to be in the faces of their supervisor of elections all the time to let them know you're watching, is Zuckerberg donated in Florida. And how much did he donate again?
2: Uh, to Hillsborough County, $2. To Hillsborough $2.9 county? million. Dollars.
1: Yeah, so it's almost $3 million in Hillsborough County, which is a very blue county, anyways. And he had a, there was a marketing firm that happened uh, situation. What was that about?
2: Yeah, so one of the public records that we got back, um, he showed that he spent $2.4 million with a Hillsborough marketing firm that appears to have deep ties with D.C., and it was a no big contract. And anybody who knows about government work, you're always supposed to get bids. You're not supposed to just award money to certain people or groups or businesses that you choose. There needs to be some transparency. So we have a lot of questions about that. And so, I mean, even, you know, can you imagine one of the ones, the the public records requests that we got back, Alachua County, so that's Gainesville, they took Mm $711,000, and it's a pretty... You know, it's not populated like Hillsborough at all. And Fernando, which I consider, you know, pretty much out in the country, uh, took $111,000 from Zuckerberg. And some of these people I went through the list out of the 12 counties are Republican supervisors of elections. So you cannot ever think just because they have an R behind their name that they're not going to take money from big tech who really would – you know, and correct me if I'm wrong. There's there's only one person that the left, the Marxist left, hates almost as much as Trump, and that's DeSantis. They yes. want him gone. Yes. So we believe that this was a test run um, for Zuckerberg to run this in the state of Florida, see how much return on his money he could get, and then big tech, mind you, they're looking over his shoulders. They saw how successful he was in influencing Georgia. Mm -hmm. So for them to drop millions of dollars in the state of Florida to get rid of DeSantis, they'll consider it money well spent unless we shore up the loophole. Remember, Marxists sit around trying to figure out ways to screw us over left and right. They think like criminals. So they come up with plans like this. We don't think like this. So we've never really been proactive because we're not trying to beat the system. We're trying to make the system better. So. Now that we know that there's a vulnerability... And we love the country. There you go. We we have to shore up that weakness. And unfortunately, we have a very small window of time because the Florida session begins on March 2nd, so that's Tuesday. And so the deadline for new bills to be written was January 31st. You would think that somebody had written, you know, all the smart people in Tallahassee, (laughs) somebody would have written a bill to keep Zuckerberg from dipping his toe in, and nobody did. And so we have been trying through donors uh, to get to DeSantis. And just like you said, about people assuming that this state of Florida is good, that's the immediate pushback that we got back from donors. What are you talking about? Right? Florida's the flagship. We've got no election integrity issues here. And so once we explain what happened and what we think is going to happen next, because past behavior predicts future right. behavior, they literally picked up the phone and called DeSantis to tell him, hey, you, you were extremely vulnerable with these county supervisors of elections. So last weekend he came out and he addressed the Zuckerberg grants. And we hope that the Florida legislature will work with DeSantis, but there's no guarantee it's going to take a huge push from people like us out here who maybe haven't even participated a whole lot, just voted. But they need to make sure that their voice is heard in Tallahassee. And so that's what defense board is all about, is getting to those legislators to make sure they do the right thing.
1: Well, and also keep in mind, a lot of people, because the Democrats have screwed up their own states, are moving here. So you also have probably activists that are moving here for the purposes of the next election, as well as the blue state people who might not have sanity yet and might think, oh, well, I'm just going to move to another state and keep voting stupidly like I did in my own state. So what are some action items? What? You know, we don't want to just talk about the problem. We want to talk about solution. What specific access items? So Defend Florida is DefendFlorida.com,
2: I'm assuming? No, it's DefendFlorida.org. .org, okay. And and you can actually text the word DEFEND to 474747, and that would get you a link over to get registered, but also puts you in our text alert system. That's being built right now for legislation that's coming. So um, that'll be active starting next week, from what I understand. You know, and we've, we've made it like a three-pronged um, approach. So one is legislation, and that's the most urgent. Election integrity, so that's going to be huge. And then the firewall with these executive orders from being enforceable in the state of Florida. You know, and the second part of that is civic action. So we're creating committees around the entire state and we need to join together. Remember, you know, Republicans usually, and I'm, I'm using the little R for Republicans. Yeah. We're not really good at, at working together. We have a rugged individualism that is great for our personal lives and business. But when it comes to... What the left is able to do, which is collectivism, we should steal the idea and use it to our good, and that's where we're going to have to cooperate. So far, we it been Florida because you yeah, have about not thirty clubs that you join. Right? You you don't have to attend meetings. It's it's an action work system mm-hmm. to let you know what's going and what to support. So we're a little bit outside the box, and then we don't ever get accused of, you know, member poaching. Right. We want to work with all the existing clubs and organizations, and especially the Republican executive committees throughout the entire states, all 67 of them, to let them know, because they may not be aware that some of these things were going on in their, their own county, like Brevard County took money from Zuckerberg. I don't know that that Republican executive committee in Brevard County knows that that happened.
1: Okay. So very quickly again, what do they have to do? DefendFlorida.org. And what's the
2: text? So you would text the word defend to 474747. Okay. And that'll get you registered into our text system. And so you'll get text alerts following two of these bills, the election integrity bill addressing executive order. okay
1: Got to go. Got to go. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Molly. Text. Thank th- you. Go to the website and and take the action alert and get involved, people. There's no sitting more on the sidelines. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim, and we will be right back.
0: More Brook Talks America, coming up.
3: I recently heard a minister say that President Trump is not in the White House now because of arrogance and too many tweets. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. So is arrogancy and tweets now more egregious than the United States under the Biden doctrine of forcing nations around the world to accept U.S. taxpayer dollars to promote and fund abortions? Stop the construction of our southern border wall, block deportation of illegal border crossers, and allow them to roam throughout our republic? Hmm? Rejoin the World Health Organization. The commitment to rejoin the horribly expensive Iran nuclear arms deal. End the Muslim travel ban for schools to allow transgenders to participate in girl sports. Reverse transgender military bans and stick taxpayers with the cost of paying for transgender operations. Reenter Paris Climate Accords that could help decimate our ability to remain energy independent and allows China to pollute at will biden's commitment to fast-track daca and give millions of illegal border crossers citizenship and amnesty i don't know about you but i believe biden's agenda will soon prove much worse than trump's alleged arrogancy and tweets i'm ron edwards check out p ron ron
2: edwards the new voice of america
3: Welcome back to Brooke Talks America
0: with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says.
1: Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. Another excellent Ron Edwards notebook. Of course, arrogance, please. Biden and uh, the Obama 3.0 is nothing but. So what's going on in the news? At least three hours worth, five, six, seven. But we only have one, so we'll focus on the most important uh, Things that are going on. As I wrote in my article, there is some Biden remorse happening, not the least of which that he's bro- broken all of his promises, or rather, should I say, the promises that someone told him to make and wrote down for him. So he's obviously so impaired and they can't even hide it anymore. Here is what I call the Australian Tucker Carlson calling him out. And I, I'm only going to play part of it, but you should really watch the entire clip. It's
4: delicious.
5: Now, that's total BS. And I can say that because Joe Biden, Joe Biden actually had the vaccine before he was uh, installed as president. But it went entirely unchallenged by the interviewer Anderson Cooper or anyone else in the mainstream media. Have a listen. The biggest thing, though, as you remember, when you and I, t- no, I shouldn't say it that way, as you remember, but when you and I talked
3: last, we talked about it's one thing now the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office,
5: but a vaccinator. How do you get the vaccine into someone's arm? Now, I'm not here tonight to highlight the mental impairment of Joe Biden. It's too easy and it's not his fault. But he did run for office knowing that the decline in his capacity was accelerating. And so did the media and so did the Democratic Party yet they all chose to cover it up. Just like many of them sought to cover up the Hunter Biden laptop and cash for access scandals, they haven't asked Creepy Joe about the weird hair sniffing, the allegations of sexual misconduct, his previous support for segregation, the rather odd way that he interacts with women, and his overtly racist statements. Now, these excuses for journalists are continuing the cover-up of Biden's presidency. And reporting on the dumpster fire that was the Biden Town Hall, many media outlets simply omitted the gaffes, the lies and the clear Chinese propaganda lines. It's like they're running a Biden protection racket, while simultaneously protecting themselves from admitting their unconscionable conduct during the election campaign was instrumental in having this man elected as president. It's all rather pathetic. But even usually smart people are blinded by the nonsense put out by the mainstream media. They believe every perceived sin of Donald Trump while they seem intent on canonizing St. Joe.
1: Is he great or what? Um, Now, as we're bombing Syria and you're not getting your stimulus checks, I don't call it stimulus. I call it let's open the country. But that's what they call it. The left is still keeping things shut down and going even further after the January 6th fabricated event. Yeah, I said it. To further encroach on the liberties they already crushed by having the lockdowns for the pandemic. Here's an interesting exchange between Tucker Carlson and feminist Naomi Wolf, who I, I, I agree with him. I never would have thought that I had Would agree with her on too much, but uh, she may be a lefty, but she's actually a patriot. Where are the rest of the Democrats who are still patriots? Listen to these clips. One person who apparently is not afraid
6: to speak up is Naomi Wolf, who is undoubtedly losing friends by appearing on the show tonight. She's the author of The End of America, Letter of Warning to a Young Patriot, and the CEO of Daily Clout. She joins us tonight. Naomi Wolf, I appreciate your coming on. I never thought I would be talking to you except in a debate format. I'm sure we disagree on an awful lot. But on this, I was struck by the bravery it must have taken you to write it. I'm sure you lost friends over it and for doing this. Tell us why you're, you're doing this and why you wrote that.
4: Well, it's not just... First of all, thank you, Tucker. I'm really happy to be talking to you. Um, It's not just that one tweet. I've been writing... Pretty much every day for months and months about what I see as the terrible crisis that we're in, um, that we have to recognize uh, under the guise of a, medical, a real medical pandemic. Um, we're really moving into a coup situation, a police state situation, and that's not a partisan thing. That, you know, as you say, that transcends everything you and I might agree or disagree on right. that should bring together left and right to protect our Constitution. We're absolutely moving into what I call step 10. Um, I wrote a book in which I pointed out there were 10 steps that would-be tyrants always take when they want to close down a democracy. Whether they're on the left or the right, they always do the same 10 things. And now we're at something I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. You described it really, really well. It is step 10, and that's the the suspension of the rule of law. Um, That's when you start to be a police state, and we're here. There's no way around it. I'm in touch with many patriots from all backgrounds and all walks of life who are horrified. Um, I interviewed, for instance, Moms for Liberty, a group of conservative moms in Florida who are mobilizing to try to get schools open. They're so worried about what's happening to their kids. And I talked to a mom, Jen Say, a famous gymnast and activist in San Francisco on the left, who's also a mom who's horrified. Um, I, you know, I've I've interviewed doctors. I've interviewed, you know, ordinary people, restaurant owners from all walks of life who are absolutely unable to even articulate their fear and horror Recognizing that the state has now crushed businesses, kept us from gathering in, in free assembly to worship as the First Amendment provides, is invading our bodies, as you mentioned, which is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. Is uh, restricting movement, um, finding us here in New York State, I could be fined fifteen thousand dollars a day if I gather people, you know, more than ten or twenty-five people, depending on where in New York State I live. Um, you know, it, it, which is a complete violation of the First Amendment. I mean violations go on and on and on. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say all this can be suspended if there's a bad disease. We have lived through typhus, cholera, smallpox, HIV, tuberculosis, polio, the Spanish flu. You know, we've lived through an attack on our soil. Never have there been months and months and months of emergency powers when we weren't actually fighting a war
1: was she during the campaign, OK? Biden said that he was going to be doing all these things, and she didn't say anything. So I have to say, I really like what she said, but I'm not quite sure where she was. The worst part about all of this, OK, it started really hardcore under Obama, not surprisingly. Sadly, you know, he could have really healed the nation on race, but that's not what Democrats do. They use it to their advantage. But they use race to divide and conquer, which is what they're doing. But they, they're using it much more now, and they've done They've done it since uh, Occupy Wall Street, which Tucker explains in this very interesting concept
6: every time the term racism was used in America's largest newspapers, and he noticed a trend. In fact, there was a noticeable spike just after 2011, which not coincidentally was right around the time of the Occupy Wall Street movement when people were starting to talk about what Wall Street actually does in public. Suddenly, all at once, journalists agreed that the real problem in America is it's racism. America is not a place with a screwed up economic system that rewards a tiny number of emotionally damaged grifters who possess otherwise useless skills is applicable only to finance and pi gao a place where everyone else gets poorer, people with real jobs are making less people in finance are making more but that's not a problem oh no stop talking about it immediately and that's an order america is instead we learned a place where the rest of us must hate each other at all times because of our skin colors which by the way cannot be changed and that way once we're all yelling and aggrieved and angry about irresolvable race questions Once we've picked the wound until it won't stop bleeding, we won't have the time to ask even the most basic questions about economics. Questions like, why are all these billionaire hedge fund guys paying half the tax rate I am? And who precisely is getting rich from the Federal Reserve? Where's all that money going? It'd be nice to know, but you don't see a ton of stories about those questions in the New York Times. They're too busy talking about race.
1: Yep. And now what they're talking about, because we don't have enough craziness in society. Tucker is so good. That's why I play him all the time. He's just too good. Uh, Democrats think children who can't pray in school and now millions can't even go to school should be able to mutilate themselves with sex change surgery and without their parents' consent.
7: The specific question was about minors. Let's be a little more specific since you evaded the question. Do you support the government intervening to override the parents' consent to give a child puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and or amputation surgery of breasts and genitalia? You have said that you are willing to accelerate the protocols for street kids. I'm alarmed that poor kids with no parents who are homeless and distraught you would just go through this and allow that to happen to a minor. I would hope that you would have compassion for Kira Bell, who's a 23-year-old girl who was confused with her identity. At 14, she read on the internet about something about transsexuals. She thought, well, maybe that's what I am. She ended up getting these puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones. She had her breasts amputated. But here's what ultimately she says now. And this is a very insightful from decision from someone who made a mistake but was led to believe this was a good thing by the medical community. I made a brash decision as a teenager, as a lot of teenagers do, trying to find confidence and happiness, except now the rest of my life will be negatively affected, she said, adding that the medicalized gender transitioning was a very temporary, superficial fix for a very complex identity issue. What I'm alarmed at is that you're not willing to say absolutely minors shouldn't be making decisions to amputate their breast or to amputate their genitalia tell you. For most of our history, we believe that minors don't have full rights and the parents need to be involved. So I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions?
1: That's Rachel Levine, a so-called health professional in Pennsylvania, who took her own mother, I don't call it her, but uh, out of the nursing home and let other people die in there. This is what we're dealing with now. Okay, this is what happens when you stay on your couch and you don't do anything. The left is always, always working. So where does this leave us? Big Papa is going to be speaking at... Uh, CPAC tomorrow, that's what I call President Trump, but, and I can't wait, here is our great governor at CPAC talking about conservatism going forward.
6: So at this moment in our history, and I think Rush showed us this, but particularly now, standing for the right things comes at a cost. You will be attacked, you will be smeared, and you may even be canceled by the major organs of the political left. Now anyone can spout conservative rhetoric, we can sit around and have academic debates about conservatism policy, and I'm not saying you don't do any of that, but the question is, when the Clegg lights get hot, when the left comes after you, will you stay strong, or will you fold?
1: He's so awesome. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, back with Colonel Jim in a minute.
0: More Brook Talks America, coming up. Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter at Talks America. Here's Brooke Says.
1: Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. This show is brought to you by 656 Electric. They service Tampa, Riverview, and their surrounding areas. No job too big, no job too small, 100 veteran-owned. You get $20 off per hour with the promo code BTA20. For listeners of the show, call them 863 969 778 Nine zero Tellenbroek sent you, so Jim. Much like with Obamacare, what did the Democrats drop in the middle of the night?
8: Well, like everything they've been doing with these stimulus packages, they put forth the sixth stimulus package. This one at two a.m. this morning, they passed it, and it's one point nine trillion. That's one point nine trillion and you know only 9% of it has anything to do with the with the with the China Wuhan virus there's it's packed full of all their pork that deals with everything that you you know birth control abortions setting up this kind of facility in this location it doesn't have Anything really to do with it? Of course, I think you're going to get some money, and uh, you know it's going to be a one-time deal, and it's and you'll forget about it in a couple months. But we'll be paying about paying for it for the rest of our lives.
1: Yeah, not only that. So the minions, okay, the minions are going to get fourteen hundred dollars each one time. Meanwhile, this plan allows for federal workers to get fourteen hundred dollars per week. Exactly per week. If they want to stay home and homeschool their kids, right. so we're all suckers now. Thank you, Biden voters. This is what you got. You'll get five dollar a gallon gas and this mess.
8: Yeah, it's really disgusting. It's so what disgusting. Did. And and they were and they did it at two in the morning because they didn't think anybody would be paying attention, <laughs> you know. But it's the headlines this morning, and it'll be discussed a lot certainly at CPAC, and you'll be hearing about it uh, for the next few weeks.
1: Well, and hopefully. People are really angry about that, I have to say. Even the Democrats, even the left are very angry. He promised $2,000 on day one, and it's now day whatever, 30-something. You know, they found time and money to bomb Syria. I know you're going to be talking about that, but they can't find time to do a stimulus check. And by the way, let's not call it stimulus check. Let's open the darn country and forget about all this mess. Anyways, so speaking of the Syrian strikes, which I'm so angry about, talk about that.
8: Okay, uh, about two weeks ago, we saw all of a sudden, uh, less than 30 days in office, the biden junta regime decided we need to get back in the war you know this is the same thing that donald trump had been talking about during his campaign and his administration and his second uh, run for office about ending the endless wars that the neocons and the democrats are so notorious for getting us into i mean they couldn't wait to set something up to justify doing it again, and and they did, and uh, we're just sitting here waiting to see what's next on uh, on their agenda with regard to you know continuing our efforts to get out of there. I guarantee we're going to be staying in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. We're reintroducing troops into Syria and Iraq, and who knows where else this will, will take us.
1: Yeah, and just remember, people, I wrote about this on my article, The neons, the Neocons Getting Their, Getting Their War. I always write about the cultural stuff, and I and it was 24, 48 hours when they were moving troops, and I said, yep, they're planning on a war, and what do we have coincidentally? Oh, a war. Isn't that interesting? So check out the website for all the articles, and Jim Wright's great articles. Articles too. So we have General Honore, quote unquote General, who's back in the news today out of Katrina. What is he doing?
8: Okay. This is so unbelievable. When I heard Nancy Pelosi a week and a half ago say that she was going to name General Russell Honore as the investigating officer for the January 6th events at the Capitol, I just was just beside myself. Anybody who knows General Honore, all you have to do is listen to this man talk. This man is the most far left Biased Democrat, you could ever he's pick. He's racist, too. He's, he's racist. Yeah, he's racist. Listen, I knew this man when I worked in the Pentagon after 9 11, uh, and I can tell you uh, no, this guy is not the person. And listen, you know, I respect generals and admirals, but there are some of them that just go too far. This This guy is is not the guy. And he's already compromised the investigation before it's even started because he came out the next day and started talking about and telling everyone who was guilty. So he hasn't done an investigation, but he already knows who he's going to take down. Um, Sorry, Nancy, you set this up just like you set up the whole January 6th event in the first place to try to blackmail uh MAGA Trump supporters.
1: With the help of the Republican Party. Let's not let's be very clear. Mitch McConnell was in on it as well. Absolutely. But the thing about honore too, you have to look at his Twitter and see the comments that he's made. He's also anti gun. Okay, so if you think that this is just gonna start in January sixth, it's not. All of this is tracking. And by the way, Q supporters, you have no idea what you've done, okay? They played you like a fiddle. You are on the radar, and they have your contact information. Uh, so I don't know what's going on about that. But um, So the FBI, the DHS, and the Capitol Police had intelligence, right?
8: Absolutely. They, <laughs> of course. They had all the information. They knew it in, in advance. Donald Trump knew in advance. Donald Trump put in a request for the National Guard to support like ten thousand troops, ten thousand to support and protect his his rally over on the Ellipse, a mile and a half away from the Capitol, mind you. Uh, and they didn't follow through on it. They slow rolled it, but certainly Nancy Pelosi, Mayor Bowser. Uh, Chuck Schumer, they've kept all these troops here in D.C. because now the narrative is, well, Joe Biden's going to be giving his State of the Union speech in a few weeks. And there's intelligence that says the Trump supporters are going to blow up the Capitol. You know, that's what they're that's their narrative. That's their justification. And they're trying to keep the drumbeat going on this on. It's basically there to basically tear down the MAGA campaign, the MAGA movement.
1: Yeah, and not only that, the Antifa where the people – I've talked about this on the show – is Lisa Fithian, okay, who's a super superfluous communist, like straight up – these people are straight up communists. Let's not even say – let's call it what it is, okay? Jim has taken tremendous heat – For saying this, but these people are communists and now they don't even try to hide it. She literally talked about mapping out the Capitol so they could do an insurrection, an actual insurrection. Let's remember, five people died that day. The only person that was murdered was murdered by a security for the Senate. Nobody even knows who this person is. It was an Air Force veteran, Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered. The rest of them died. Horrible that they died, but that cop was not murdered, and no, other, none of the other four were murdered. She was the only one murdered, and we don't know, even know who that is. So, you know, we've talked about this. We don't shy away from telling the truth here. So let's just call it what it is. But it's it's all a setup not to hear the, the evidence of the election and to frame Trump supporters. So that's very upsetting. One of the other things related to Q, right, is uh, John Durham resigned— as a special uh, U.S. attorney, but what's what's going on with that, and why does it matter if he's still it, it, preci- to me? It, it really
8: doesn't matter. Um, he he resigned as a special attorney. I'm sure he was told it's time to resign because uh, the Biden regime wants to put in someone new. But he's going to be kept on as a special prosecutor. What he's going to do, I have no idea. He'll sit in an nothing. office and and uh, do nothing. You know, and and he will he'll be marginalized by the biden uh junta folks in the, in the justice department because they're they're filling that place up right now with all the left-leaning uh radical lawyers and attorneys so john durham will probably uh kind of just fade away you know everything you know they're probably going to be bringing in shredders to shred all the material mm-hmm. he he gained during his investigation if he
1: actually gained any information right. if, if any of that was real bill barr should be ashamed of himself and Heritage should should apologize for having him speak at their event. Another thing that's um, that's happening, which is very good locally, is the Florida Supreme Court rejected the tax for tracks. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah,
8: here in Florida, uh, this is how sneaky the Democrats are and the Rhino Republicans who put a bill on the ballot in twenty. 20- uh, Eighteen,
1: even though we fought, fought even fought though we fought, fought against it,
8: but they know if you put it on the ballot, everybody's yeah. going to vote for it. People just say yes on it, and it was a five hundred million dollar tax by the the voters, by the taxpayers in Hillsborough. Well, it was challenged uh, by the only conservative county commissioner, Stacey White, in Hillsborough, went to the Florida Supreme Court, and the Florida Supreme Court said, this is illegal, you can't do it. So, basically, some people who have crunched the numbers said, yeah, I think every single household in Hillsborough County is owed about $900 based on the money they've already collected from it. So, we'll see how that goes, more to, more to follow. The, the Democrats have already come forward and say, well, we're going to just put it back again on the next uh, ballot. Yeah,
1: and the too yeah call them and tell them you want your $900 back I'm telling you it's ridiculous one of the other things that's happening locally tomorrow this weekend is the gun show gun sales in uh, the US are up even more than they were under Obama huh?
8: <laughs> gun sales have soared. It's crazy. Uh, you can't even get any ammunition, particularly 5.56 and 9mm and a few other more famous types of ammo. In uh, Tampa has a big gun show every other month. Well, they the owner of this knows he has a pulse on, gu- on who's buying guns. He has done a gun show in, in Tampa. December, January, and now February, this weekend, three months in a row. That's never happened before. Every single month so far has been record attendance and record sales at the gun show. So he's making money, and people want to buy guns, and the lines are going to be long, and we'll be there tomorrow checking it out.
1: Excellent. Uh, Last little point, and this is really one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. Not only is Sleepy Joe opening the border so that they can keep that pedo pipeline going, but he doesn't even want to deport sex offenders criminal sex offenders even they're not going so he doesn't want to affect he doesn't want to deport the DUIs where is mad right Where's Matt on this? Mothers Against Drunk Drivers. Quiet, quiet. Sandy is all quiet about the border, them putting the kids in the shipping containers, right? They changed the language on this. He won't even deport criminal sex offenders. All you Biden voters better get your own guns because those criminals are going to go in your neighborhood. I suggest everybody call Kathy Castor. District 14, call her and ask her if she agrees with having criminal sex offenders in District 14. Make sure you make your voices heard. This is the only way we're going to get anything done. You're listening to Brook Talks America. We need eight more hours here with Colonel Jim. We will be back next week to talk about all the issues of the day.
0: Brooke Talks America, with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com, by Twitter, at Talks America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.